1: on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Dan Kroll, and I'm sorry to say that Hillary B. Smith will not be with us tonight. She's um, currently tied up in another job or something. I don't know. She was... Very irreverent when she was talking about it. But I'm Dan. I'm Dan. And I will tell you everything that Hillary really thinks because she talked to me before. She blew us off. Um, Oh, yes. And today is April 1st. (laughs) April Fools. Dan? How dare you try to
0: take over my hosting gig!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Hillary blew you off.
0: (laughs) So, how are you, Hillary? Thanks for dropping by today.
2: Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be dropping by today. Thank you, Dan, for having me.
0: You know what? It's always so much fun to talk to you. We've talked before sort of off of this live radio thing, but uh, this will be the first time to see sort of what goes on when there's no three-second button or uh, or delay.
2: Ah, oh, there's no delay? I'll have to be really good, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a proper introduction out there so that everybody knows what's going on. There are very few people in the world of soaps who can say that they've won a Daytime Emmy, an Indie Soap Award, and the all-important, much-coveted SoapCentral.com Danky. Well, my guest this week has nabbed all three, as well as the respect of her co-stars and her fans. Of course, I'm talking about One Life to Live's Nora Hannah Buchanan, Hillary B. Smith. So, there's your introduction, Hillary.
2: Oh, thank you. Wow, that's quite nice. Yeah, it's been a good year, and I thank you for hosting these awards because I gotta tell you, it's um, you know it, it's a very viable medium out there that the, the web um, these web series, and they're really fabulous. There's a whole bunch of really, really wonderful, wonderful web series with a lot, a lot of talent. So I was very honored yes. to have been uh, the recipient of these
0: awards. Well, we're going to talk about some of those, of course, Venice and Fumbling. Through the pieces a little bit later, but since we talked about April Fools at the top of the hour, I'm curious: do you love it? Do you hate it? Or are you indifferent about it?
2: Well, um, there were some really, I, I, there have been some really, really great April Fools. Uh, one of the ones that I really loved was a long time ago. Sports Illustrated, and I think this was back in 1987. Sports Illustrated ran a story in their April 1st edition about a pitcher. Uh, that they found in spring training, who pitched barefoot, and it and that he shot. Well, my husband was reading this and he couldn't believe it. He just was. He's like, you're not going to believe this kid and everything else. Well, um, Warner Wolf was also at CBS at the time I was on As the World Turns, so I I happened to see him in the hallway and went, Hey, did you did you read the article in Soap Up uh, so- uh, Sports Illustrated? And he goes, Did you look at the date? <laughs> and it was so subtle, but it was this incredible article, and of course it was their April 1st edition, so the whole thing was a big scam. I thought that was wonderful, because it was just very subtle, very quiet, and and there it was. But other than that, I'm not big for April Fool's.
0: Well, let's talk about jokes in general. Is there anyone at One Life to Live who you would say is a bit of a jokester? Oh,
2: God, Bob Woods. Robert S. Woods is the biggest prankster around, and, it's, and his best pranks are always at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> he gets me every time, and it's always in some big fashion. And I, I, you know, it's whether it's, I thought it was a cockroach crawling up my leg, and no, you know, he had hooked a twig on my stocking. I, then one time, he, he has a rubber chicken that makes this screeching noise, and Nathan Verdee had come back. Uh, during the time that Matthew had been paralyzed and he dropped that down from the rafters and it literally sounded like a B-52 landing on the building and (laughs) I I screamed and jumped into Nathan's arms and there's this thing hanging going welcome back Nathan. Ugh, my god. (laughs) You know he's just gotten me on so many levels so often that now it's just you know he just thinks it's so funny. (laughs) He's the big prankster.
0: Have you returned the favor at all?
2: I just, you know what, I'm not as, I get up to the floor and I'm all business up on the floor. I don't, I, I don't think I could get away with it. You know, I think that people would get mad at me if I did that. <laughs> okay. But he gets away with it and he's very good at it. I don't, I don't think fast enough.
0: Well, uh, talking about business, uh, I know that you and I have talked about this before, but for fans who are listening, they may not know this, but you didn't necessarily set out to become the Emmy-winning actress that you are. I'm curious, if you were not currently acting, what do you think you'd be doing instead?
2: Huh. Well, the problem was I had so many things that I enjoyed doing. Um, I was uh, getting my Master's in Human Genetics um, at Sarah Lawrence College. At the same time, I was getting my B.A. And um, so I... (laughs) So I might have gone into forensic science, which I loved, and probably would have done, I I would have loved the the forensic aspects. I like puzzles and games and things like that. So that would have been one thing. But the only thing open at that point was genetic counseling. No one had gotten really into DNA profiling at that point. (laughs) Um, Fashion industry, I was really, um, I used to work a lot in the fashion industry, so I might have gone into that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was, um, I was sort of a left brain, right brain girl. I could have gone anywhere. I love, um, I love things that are complicated and need to be figured out. I love working in offices and whatnot, and I love being on the stage. So, she could have gone many directions, but probably somewhere in the genetics
0: field. Is it a blessing or a curse to have so many different things that you're interested in doing?
2: Well, here's the thing. I had a lot of things I was interested in, but I only had one thing that I was passionate about, and I think that's more of a curse, because um, if it doesn't work out, then you're like, "Well, but that's what I want to do." Um, so it is a blood. it's a double-edged sword. Some people mm. can just sort of throw out a wide net and see what lands and then f- pursue that. And I really just wanted to be an actress and really honed that in. And it's great because I could put all my energies into it, but if it didn't work out, you know, I was kind of cooked. Um, I had a facial tumor when I was um, 23, and it was the removal of it. Um, it was actually a return of a tumor in my face. And uh, the doctors at Sloan Kettering said when they removed it the second time, I would most likely be paralyzed and... Um, I could do one of two things. I could wait until the tumor paralyzed me, or I could go ahead and remove it and um, take on the paralysis and try and do rehabilitation. Hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for this now because I'm 23 and I'm doing a a show that's about to go to Broadway. My decision was, if I'm not going to seek out a career in theater, then I need to know that now. So I had the surgery, and I was paralyzed, but I was only paralyzed for a couple of months and, and got it back, again, because I was really passionate and needed to do what I needed to do. So there's your blessing, and there's the curse.
0: During that time where you said that you were, the couple of months where you were uh, at least partially paralyzed, what uh, what was your, your, your strength? What what did you pull to to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this sort of be the way that it is I'm gonna I'm gonna fight I'm gonna uh, continue to do what I want to do
2: I learned to I kept um, I I kinda took off I, my sister was in San Francisco and after the surgery I went out and stayed with her and just kind of um, I just finished the off Broadway show and they were getting ready to move it to Broadway I didn't know whether I was going to be able to be a part of it um, I went into the surgery I spent a great deal of time in front of the mirror trying to move my face, and then I learned to deaden one side to match the other side. Hmm. And um, I went into my agent's office, and they were like, wow, you look great. And I kept my mo- motion very simple and, you know, non-animated so that you couldn't see the difference. And they sent me out to do a show called, to audition for the show called Nurse with Michael Learned, and I got the part, and I went, I can do this. I can still do this. And um, so that's what I did. I just learned to, I kept working the right side of my face and deadening the left side of my face until my right side caught up with my left.
0: Hmm. I'm wondering, too, knowing uh, some of your background, you have a background, of course, in, with dancing and with sports. I'm wondering, do, do you think that also sort of helped you along in having been fit otherwise?
2: Yes, I was very um, well. I was very attuned to my body. I was very attuned to my muscles. I was very attuned to my face and what I could and couldn't do. I was always very expressive, um, and I could isolate muscles on my face. Um, it, you, someone asked me a long time ago what was the what was one thing that nobody what, what was one thing I could do that nobody knew, and I said I could turn my tongue upside down, not only one way but the other way. And then what? I could not only put it in half, but I could turn it into quarters. And I <laughs> there's actually a video of me doing this.
0: <laughs> it's not on YouTube. <laughs>
2: uh, no, thank God. But uh, <laughs> um, I think it was just I had really good control over my muscles, and I was very coordinated. And I think that really helped. I think that helped me isolate the muscles that I needed to work on. And um, it just was determination. and um Listen, that's all I ever wanted to be was an actress. I had other things that I could do, but that's all I ever wanted to be. So I was going to give it my best shot.
0: Well, some of the other and things I, that you... I, I I'm kept sorry, working go ahead. After that.
2: No, I, and I just kept working after that. So all that determination paid off.
0: Well, you are still active in sports, and I saw on the 60-second the interview with SoapNet that you said people are surprised to know that you're somewhat of a jock. So I'm curious, you play um, regular tennis, paddle tennis, uh, golf. Uh, of those three, do you have a favorite?
2: Um, well, I grew up playing tennis, so that's really my love. But I had um, recently just had a really bad injury on my right arm, and, I, and last spring... I couldn't and that was use of bad equipment. So there you go. Bad equipment and not necessarily being in shape when I when I went to compete, so I did some damage. So I haven't been able to play mm-hmm. tennis um but I so I, I really concentrated on golf last summer and I I have to say I I love paddle because it's outside in the winter and you're getting an exercise and it's cerebral. It's all touch. It's coordination. It's um, mm-hmm. it's strategy, and you're with a partner. And it's really, really just playing fun. But golf is very zen for me, and it's a great way to. Um, I can go and do things myself. I can go out and I can hit the golf ball. I can go to the range by myself. I can go play a quick three holes, four mm-hmm. holes, five holes before going into work in the morning. You know, just to brush up on some things, I can... um, So it's very zen. It's very quiet. It's a very um, uh, thoughtful sport. And um, so I don't have a favorite. Is it hard?
0: Is it hard to get into? I mean, the extent of golf that I've gotten into is mini-golf and worrying that the paddle on the windmill is going to knock my ball back at me.
2: There you go. But you know what? Here's (laughs) the thing. Yes. Playing putt-putt golf is like the best way to start because if your short game is good, the long game is easy to put in there. So that's the great way to start. is just doing putts and chips and things like that. It's that's what it comes down to. They call it driving for show and putting for dough. You know, you, you drive off the tee and everyone goes ooh and ah, but you know, you're really going to win the hole when it comes to the putts. So, okay.
0: Well, I, I mentioned a little bit about uh, dancing. We didn't talk too much about it, but I'm curious. Uh, We've talked a little bit about it in the past. If the folks from Dancing with the Stars were to call, is that even an idea that you would entertain or knowing now what these contestants go through, would you really?
2: Okay, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yep, I wouldn't last long, but I would do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) First of all, I'm with Kirstie Alley. Uh, She says she really just figures out she needs to lose X number of pounds a week and that could take her to the semifinals and she'd be happy. And that's the way I look at it. Like I would be in the best. Shape of my life, doing that, and it would be a blast. But I, I you know, I don't know whether I could keep up. Those those people are really phenomenal.
0: And of course, one of the contestants, Wendy Williams, has done some appearances on One Life to Live. Do you think that uh, those appearances are able to help draw in new viewers who may not be familiar with One Life to Live?
2: Well, uh, I probably. I mean, that, that they call that stunt casting, and. And and it does have payoff. We recently had Kim Kardashian on and things. But what I liked about what Wendy Williams did on the show, not just because she was there, but uh, I think her presence as this, you know, this sort of behind-the-scenes reporter kind of thing, you know, the social commentary, really kind of gave a nice sort of wrap-up. And it sort of caught you up to date with what was, you know, the ins and outs at Landview and what was happening. So for
3: new viewers that
2: came in... If you hadn't been watching in a while, it was a great way to understand what had been going on in Landview. So that I liked that. I thought that was very clever.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about some One Life to Live things. We're also going to perhaps play a little bit of our Soap Pyramid, but we have to take a quick break. So we'll be back in about two minutes with more of Soap Central Live. Oh. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Soap Central Live. It really is me this time. Of course, your host, Dan Kroll. I'm here with Hillary B. Smith. Hillary, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, before we get into talking a little bit more about this game, we actually have some callers. So I figured let's get some callers through who want to talk to you and uh, we'll see what they have to say. Maybe they have better questions than I do. So let's go to uh, Atlanta. We have Barbara from Atlanta. Barbara, you're on Soap Central Live.
5: I can't believe it. You're my favorite soap opera star. Oh, well, thank you, Barbara. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, my God, much. I can't believe I'm talking to you. How are you doing down in Atlanta? You guys have just had a hellish winter. Oh, I know. It's been terrible. I, I have a question, though. I was wondering, do you miss your storylines with Lindsay? Oh, of course I do. She was the she was the girl I love to hate. Are you I, some I, kind I of moron? Like, it oh. is Lindsay. It's me. <laughs> oh my god I was wondering if you were going to recognize my voice
2: oh you did a good job well Well, I I am an an actress after (laughs) all you you know what you should think about doing
5: acting for a profession (laughs) (laughs) you would be really good so at last we meet where are you let me start this over Nora Lindsay are I wanted to listen to your interview, and Dan had asked me to call in, and we decided we were going to make a little joke out of it, and I could have really gone on and on, but I didn't want to eat up your show because I know there's other people that want to talk to you. Oh, my God, I haven't talked to you so long. Are you kidding me? I, did, I, I, could, I could I could. spend the whole hour just talking to you catching up. I miss you. Where are you? Are you in Vegas? I am on the ranch right now because I got the flu, so I'm just recovering, Uh-oh. and then I'm going back to Vegas on Monday because I'm going to see Donnie and Marie on Tuesday night. And um, Give them my
6: love, will you please? To yes,
5: yep. And I, but I'll be home in Vegas on, on Monday. And I just want you to come visit me, and Dan Kroll, you come too.
0: Uh, Well, you know I'll be there for the Emmys, certainly, but sure, why not? Uh, I know, but here's
5: the problem. (laughs) I won't be there for the Emmys because that is when the Debbie Reynolds um, Museum auction is happening, and I'm going to be in L.A. for that because I am just so excited about that auction. So I'm going to be there, and unfortunately I'm not going to be in Vegas because I would have loved to have seen you. But, you know, you both can come. I have the Heaven on Earth Lodge there. You know that, right?
0: No. We'll pack our bags.
5: Yes. Yeah. The Heaven on Earth Lodge is my house. Oh, the and, Heaven
0: on Earth Lodge. And, yeah, and that's well, the I Heaven on Earth it, Lodge.
5: Know. Yes. And you are cordially invited. Huh? The Puss Puss Palace. The Puss Puss Palace. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a family oh, show now. Be careful. <laughs>
2: It is
0: at least for for the first twenty minutes. After that, we uh, we go wild. So
2: well, goes go to hell in a handbasket, Dan. We all know that.
5: <laughs> I know, and I was over here listening to you talking about um, you know playing golf, and I'm thinking, you know, they should call you for Dancing with the Stars because you are an awesome dancer. I always thought I would not do Dancing with the Stars because I'm I just suck as a dancer. Now, if 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 they called me for Celebrity Apprentice, and you want to play mind games. I'm your girl, but right. d- dancing I cannot do. But man, would I love to see you on that show because you just—I think you could take it. I do. I think you could take it. I'd have a good it. time. That's for sure. I would yeah. have a great time. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to get a campaign going for you. That's—I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We got to work on that.
5: We, <laughs> we work have on a campaign
6: that.
5: outside oh, of, of my the dancing. Yeah, oh. Dana, you're doing such a great job with your show. I'm so proud of you.
0: Thank you so much, Kat. I appreciate that.
5: Well, it's... And we're to try to have you right on. Here. I know what it takes, and you're just doing everything right, and I love it. Okay, now well, I'm following you. you on Twitter. Are you following me? You bet I am. All I right. Then <laughs> we'll meet in Twitter land. Okay, and you have a great rest of the show. All oh, um, right. Oh, thank you so much for calling in. Please, what I miss you. I miss you too. I don't miss New York, but I miss you terribly. Give my best to Mr. Fisher. I certainly will. Mr. Fisher gave me the flu, so we're both two kids playing in the same sandbox. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I oh. do. Change the change
2: the litter. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. Listen, you guys all have a great day, and I'll be listening to the rest of the show. Bye, Barbara thank from you. Atlanta. Goodbye. I think you are the best, by the way. You know I've always been your biggest fan. And I'm just going to go on record here and say, Hillary B. Smith, you are without a doubt the finest actress in daytime television. And when this is all said and done, I hope that you are uh, lauded so, because I've been a fan of yours since way, since the 80s, since 1980, I've been a fan of yours. I remember you on The Doctor's. As the world turns, when I came to One Life to Live, I was so excited because I was going to get to know you, and and I had no idea that, that we would be able to work together the way we did and create the fantastic stories that we did and that we made people at their televisions and all the things that soaps are supposed to do. And I could not be more proud that you were my scene partner and my my life partner at the same time. We had a great time. We were life partners at that point, yeah? Yep, and I just love you and I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, thank you so much, Puss, Puss. I feel the same way.
2: You know, it was a mutual admiration
5: society. Oh yes, I mean, people talked. You Capital know. baby, I was a big <laughs> fan of Capital. <laughs> well, I love you, girl. Have a great rest of the show. I'll be listening. Okay, Puss. Puss. Bye, Dan. Bye, Bye crew. Catherine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some central live brings people together. Hillary, isn't that amazing?
2: <laughs> oh my God, you so you so did that. You so pulled that on me. I really thought it was a barber from Atlanta. I was like, wow, Atlanta fan, that's great.
0: <laughs> we actually really do have uh, other folks who want to call in. You, We're going to get to them right after we play a little bit of a game here. So for those of you who are on hold, hang in there. We're going to get to you after we uh, give a little money to Hillary's favorite charity. So uh, just briefly, everybody out there, if you're not familiar with it, we have our own little version of the $25,000 pyramid with a much smaller budget. It's the $250 soap pyramid, and guests can try to win money for their favorite charities. And there's going to be something new. At the end of the year, the two stars who do the best, they get the most answers in the shortest amount of time, we're going to have them back and let them compete for $2,500 for their favorite charity. So, Hillary, what charity will you be playing for today?
2: Well, I would like to be playing for it's not necessarily a tax deductible charity, but it is my charity, and it's the W. It's the Willie Copy Fund, we call it the WC Fund, and it's for animals um, and owners who are in need of financial assistance to get the best care for their animal, and it's out of the Sherman Oaks Veterinary Group.
0: Okay, and uh, how can folks find out more about the Willie Copy Fund?
2: Well, they can go to the uh, willycopyfund.blogspot.com, um, or you can go to my website, and um, there's a link there, okay
0: so what do you say let 's uh let 's win some money for the w c fund
2: I think that sounds pretty good
0: okay the right, category now, you're
2: going to have to I know the real game, but you 're going to have to tell me what i 'm doing here now
0: that 's fine i 'll explain it 's going to be <laughs> we 've played this before with mixed results, but it always proves to be a good time <laughs> um first we ha uh, let me explain it 's going to be the category is names the same it 's the same for the first round for everybody. these are going to be. Uh, people, places, or things that have a name that's similar to yours. So I'll give you Hillary's or Smith. Oh, okay. Because there weren't a whole bunch of Hillary's, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of Clinton. Smiths.
6: There you go, there's one. <laughs>
0: so what we're going to do is uh, I believe we have the theme song queued up. So let's see if the engineer can push a button and play our theme song. Okay. that's all the budget we have to buy for the licensing rights so Perfect. it's a very it's a very short version <laughs> so okay there's going to be 60 seconds on the clock and are you ready hillary i am all right here we go and we'll start he is an actor he was the fresh prince of bel-air he was an independence Will day smith. uh she is secretary of state mary uh, one of charlie's angels uh line of clothing at kmart Jacqueline smith uh Uh, He was the guy who, the first one to climb uh, Mount Everest.
2: Hillary, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary.
0: Yes. Um, They have cough drops. They're siblings with cough drops. Smith Brothers. Uh, They were, uh, they made rifles in the Old West.
2: Smith and Wesson.
0: Yes. Um, He's a football player. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, Oh, no, really. We'll we'll go back to that one. Uh, She's an Academy Award winning actress. She was in... uh, Maggie Smith. Boys Don't Cry, I think uh, and Hillary the, and the, Frank. yes, um, they are, uh, it's the museum in D.C. It's a whole bunch of them all together into one.
2: Smithsonian. Yes.
0: Uh, yes. Ooh, gosh. Uh, she's a gossip columnist for one of the New York. Emmett newspapers. Smith with the yes, other one. The other one. I don't know if we got this one. Well, we'll try to finish it off. Uh, gossip well, I columnist. I said Emmett Smith for the football player that was on Dancing I, with the Stars. Yes, and that was correct. And the last okay. one, we'll just finish it off. Uh, the gossip columnist for, I think, the New York Post, a uh, very famous uh, gossiper. Ask
2: Abby, Abby Smith?
0: Mm-hmm. Liz Smith.
2: Liz Smith. I wouldn't have gotten that one.
0: That's okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. I'm hoping that's what it is, but that's the one that's in here. All right, so we got 9 out of 10. Yay! Now, that's, that's perfect. Now we go on to the bonus round where you can win the whole amount, the whole $250. It's uh, the old version of Match Game, if you're familiar with that.
6: Oh, right, Okay.
0: It's going to be a term and a blank. You have to fill in the blank with what you think is the best choice. And if it matches what I write down, well, then you win. And I got news for you. Even if you don't match, you still win the $250. So it's nothing ventured, nothing gained, nothing's an even bet. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Jelly blank. Jelly. J-E-L-L-Y blank. Donut. Well, if you can believe this, I have also written down donuts. So it is jelly Yay! donuts. And you have won. Do I have
2: to wait while you write it down?
0: I, I wrote it down as soon as I said it. You, uh, you, were, you were fine. It wasn't too fast or anything. Okay. But you've won $250 for the Willy Copy Fund. We'll make sure that that, that gets out excellent. there. Excellent. And uh, I mean, I, I know that you were on the $25,000 pyramid, it, maybe folks out there don't know that, but uh, I so I'd imagine, you know, this, this whole process of clues and word games and stuff, you're, you seem really good at it.
2: I won $40,500 when I was on that for charity for the American Indian College Fund, which is also uh, a cause very near and dear to my heart. So that was really cool.
3: Well, we don't
0: have quite forty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money for uh, for for charity. Certainly. Um, was there? Listen, re- two hundred and
2: fifty dollars is spectacular. Spectacular. Good. I thank you so much.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's certainly something that we enjoy doing here. Now, I'm curious. From being on Pyramid, uh, before we go into our next commercial break, do you remember there being one question or category or something that was just the hardest thing out there?
2: Well, I played with Scott Bryce when we did the celebrity version, and um, I don't know what happened, we were so channeled into each other that we got to the pyramid, we were the, you know, the, the circle, and I gave him one clue and he got the answer. And the clue was Conestoga Wagon. What? Yes, I said Conestoga wagon, and I went to go give the next one, and he and he guessed it. And do you know what the what, it, what category it would be? Not a clue. Things Pioneers. a pioneer
0: uses. Yes.
2: <laughs> How about that? And I and it was literally it was like the second or third you know square that turned over, and I went Conestoga wagon. He goes, things a pioneer uses. And everyone was just dumbfounded we moved on and we won the pyramid. It was unbelievable.
0: <laughs> was that the top of the pyramid? That was no, the last it wasn't oh. even the top. Really? That's hard. Yeah.
2: It wasn't even the top.
0: Well, uh wow. While we regroup, while we write out some checks, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and take your call. So if you wanna call in and talk to Hillary, the number is eight six six Four seven two five seven eight eight. It is a toll-free number. Eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. So make your way to your phone lines. You can also submit questions on Twitter by tweeting Soap Central Live. So head on over Let's to your phones. On, everybody, everybody, come play. <laughs> and we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a few moments.
2: So everybody, thanks, Dan.
4: Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
4: Why is talk of sex so taboo? We're always so worried about what others may think of us, and not talking about sex can actually affect our relationships negatively. Learn how to discuss sexual topics openly when you join licensed marriage and family therapist Moshumi Ghosh for Mo Knows Sex and Love. This will be an open forum where you can talk about all kinds of matters with relation to sex and love. Put the shame of past worries and thoughts behind you and tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now,
0: back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. We are... Reuniting people. We're giving away money to charities. It's been a, a fun hour. Hopefully, you're enjoying yourself, Hillary.
2: Oh, I sure am. Are you kidding me? I'm having a ball. I'm wondering yeah. who else you're going to drag out of. <laughs>
0: <Lizzie>. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm wondering who else I'm going to drag out, too. Uh we're to, I'm getting a list of the folks who are on hold right now so while we I'm waiting to find out who is waiting uh we, we talked a little bit about Twitter of course people can tweet messages to you but you are on Twitter I'm curious did it take any coaxing to convince you to start tweeting <laughs> yes
6: it did crystal
2: okay a, crystal crystal plied me with liquor and set me up, set up an account for me. And she said, "Here, go ahead and tweet." And the first thing I said was, "Well, okay, gotta go." And it came out, gouda Go," G O O T A, <laughs> and that's the way it became my little handle. And I used it in Venice when we shot Venice. I I, I said, "I gotta, I go to Go," and that has become Gaia's thing, gouda Go. <laughs>
0: Good to go. See, sometimes even the, the little mistakes that may come out there turn out to be uh gold, so I say it's a good thing.
2: Yeah. There you go. But I you know, and and every now and then I go on, it's been great when I've traveled and stuff. Uh I I, I did a trip to Three Lakes, Wisconsin last summer and it took me something like twenty four hours and I kinda had a running okay, now here I am. Oh, it's been delayed. And it's so funny the number of people said, Hey, um, check out this airline or they were they were so helpful. Everyone was like, "I'm I'm going to Three Lakes. Um, I'm coming through here. If you need a ride, or it was really wonderful."
3: Okay.
0: Uh, well, you were asking me who else I was going to drag out. Uh, no <laughs> offense to anybody who's on the line, but Thinking and screaming, I'm sure. <laughs> we've got a caller from Maryland. It's a very general name here, so hopefully it's it's a, a real caller. But we have Jennifer from Maryland. Jennifer, welcome to Soap Central Live.
7: Thank you. Hey, Hillary. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm
2: very well. I actually know Jennifer. Wow. Oh. This is Jennifer Levy, right?
7: Yes. Yes, it is. Congratulations Jennifer- on uh, winning the money for WC.
2: Yes, yes, indeed. And Jennifer actually adopted one of our um, one of our dogs, who was a recipient of uh, WC
7: funds.
0: Wow. Me. Very nice.
7: WC is wonderful.
0: How did you find out about it, uh, Jennifer?
7: Through Twitter. Well, okay. through, you mean the dog or about the WC fund?
0: About the WC fund.
7: Oh, um, well, Hillary, um, she's been talking about it forever, so all of the events that you go to, and she had an event to raise money for the WC fund. And so that's how I found out about it and got involved.
2: All right.
3: So and she's we have a you
2: huge, huge supporter, and uh, has helped us raise money for it. She's just—it's really, really—it's because of people like Jennifer that that we have been able to help so many animals.
0: It's—it's it's so important. I think you know, in all of that, there's so many different charities and there's so many different places and people and who are in need. But for a lot of people, their their companions uh, happen to be fuzzy little. Critters, so I think that it with this it sounds like it's such an amazing job, and it's so important to so many people
7: yes, yeah, so you you don't really realize uh, how much vet bills can cost until you have an animal, so um, as I've discovered, so it is really important uh, to give back and help others
0: okay well, Jennifer, we have you on the line here. I'm curious, do you have any burning questions for Hillary B. Smith?
7: Oh my gosh, <laughs> always have questions um. I'm not sure if you can talk about this, but I want to know if Matthew really killed Eddie Ford. Oh, well,
2: how did it end up today?
7: Uh, well, that was the (laughs) end today.
2: Yeah, Um, where he but I don't believe it was Matthew. You don't believe it? You're going to have to stay tuned for Monday. Uh Ah,
7: gosh. (laughs) I know.
2: You got to. You got to stay tuned. It's a very interesting convoluted pathway that leads mm. to
7: the killer. And it's, yeah. um, yeah.
2: It's very, yeah. very interesting.
7: There are there are other subtle clues. So hmm. I'm not quite sure who did it, but I don't think Matthew did it. Okay. So I'm oh. still trying to figure that out. Well,
0: well thanks. Thank you for calling in, Jennifer.
7: Yes, it was my pleasure. I'm always good to talk to Hillary.
6: <laughs>
2: Give well, my hopefully... love
7: to your mom and to Cheryl. And I'll uh, be seeing you and Miss Judy soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully in a couple weeks. Perfect. Uh, Jennifer oh, also um, bought a tour
2: for the American Cancer Society. Um, the uh, Jerry Ladorn does a Stars and Strikes bolason right. to raise mm-hmm. money for the American Cancer Society. So it's it's a wonderful cause. That's in October, and it's a great time for everybody we all bowl together and have pictures and play games and there's some wonderful uh raffles
7: and and uh silent auctions so it's a, it's a good event and be prepared, prepared Hillary, cuz i'm i'm bringing lots of goodies to the studio oh. be prepared oh, <laughs> boy okay i want <laughs> <goodies. All> to <right. laughs> right. we'll see you then Thanks, jennifer okay S- bye S-
6: bye
0: so hillary uh, uh, of course uh, you know, we don't want to give anything away, but I have to tell you, uh, Jennifer asked one of the questions that I wanted to know, because I don't know that anybody can trust anything that Clint Buchanan says. Well, there you go. Even his name. I'm not entirely I'm not even entirely <laughs> sure I would trust him with that.
2: It's a very, um, this is a bit, I think that the the character of Clint is, I know people are very upset that he's turned so evil, but I think it's fascinating, because he's, in that position of power, and he has managed to do all wreak havoc, but you can never put his fingerprint on anything that he's done. And I think this twist of who killed Eddie Ford, and it just keeps going and going, uh, is going to be a real uh, interesting, um, thought-provoking story.
0: And Jerry Verdorn has done uh, an amazing job. He's been so this much fun, be fun to watch.
2: I think he's he re-
0: spectacular. He really is. Uh, so, I mean, that certainly has been a lot of fun. And, you know, you're saying that some fans might be upset that, that Clint is has become sort of a mean guy. He, you know, uh, they voted Jerry Vadorn as top actor on the Substantial.com danky. So, uh, you know, he's obviously doing something right. He's a good-bad or bad-good, whatever you want to call it, I guess.
2: You love, You love to hate him
0: right now. Absolutely. We have another caller for you. We have... I uh, have a feeling you might know this one, too. From here in Philadelphia, we have Dawn. Dawn, welcome to Soap Central Live. <laughs>
6: uh, hello, Dawn.
0: Dawn. We've scared Dawn away. Oh. Maybe she thought she had to bring goodies. So uh, hear... we'll wait for Oh, there <laughs> okay. you are. Hey, Dawn.
6: There's like a weird delay or something. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello, hello Dawn. How are you? Hi, Hillary. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I just wanted to tell you that you're you're one of the main reasons I kept watching soaps over the years, and a lot of good things have happened because of that. So I'm a huge fan, and I've met you at fan events before. Um, yes. but I started watching around the time when Nora threw Todd's rape trial. Oh wow! Were Way back so then. Yes. Yeah. That your performance was so captivating and the story was so well written that it kind of sucked me in. And at the oh. time, I was like twelve years old, watching it with my grandmother during school breaks, <laughs> hmm. and I wow. kept on watching it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great time. That was a really well thought out story and beautifully written. That was Michael Malone and Josh Griffiths, you know, beautiful bards, and. um it was produced by Linda Gottlieb at the time, and Frank Valentini actually was um, just a fledgling on the show at that point. He was uh, a stage manager when I first came on, and then he moved up into, um, I think he was ADing at the time. So he, he, he was there at that point. But Very nice. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that. Are you enjoying, well, I know
6: it's changed quite a bit. Are you enjoying the show now? Well, I write the two scoops column for Soap Central.
3: It's <laughs> amazing.
6: I, I haven't yeah, read, so. did you do this week's? I haven't read this week's. Uh, my new one will be posted on Sunday, so read it then. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> will. I think Bo I and will. Nora's story has been terrific over the last few months with Nora being kidnapped and how you found how they found their way back to each other and everything. I thought that was powerful stuff. Oh,
2: good. Oh, good. Well, and really well done. Uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of stuff coming up. So, um, you know, she'll everyone have... should hang on to their hats.
0: So she'll have a lot of stuff I... to scoop about in the near future, is what you're saying.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to ask, though. Well, sure. for all of your years on One Life to Live, what's the most memorable scene you ever did? Ooh. The most memorable
2: scene? Yeah. Oh. Well, uh... Wow, there are a lot of them. I mean, there there are some there were some wonderful Bo and Nora scenes that I absolutely, absolutely adored. Um, we did one where we just made up a dance on the spot. Uh, we danced in an empty set, and that was wonderful. When they played "When a Man Loves a Woman," the the closing argument of the rape trial was. Um, really a highlight because it was so collaborative. It was really, really collaborative. We were still working it and writing it as I was walking onto the set. So that was uh, that was really an exciting time. Um, yeah. The bathroom scene prior to with with Ellen Bathia, um, where uh, she sort of talked about what is Nora, where she said, "If I go in there, if my if I go in there, and my." and i win it'll be a, it'll be a huge victory for my clients and a crushing defeat for justice hmm. i mean i even remember, oh, I remember those a lot yeah it was well, I would. brilliant and then there's there've been some recently which have been so moving and um and and then there's some that were so funny i worked with michael storm when they gave nora perimenopause and a dog
3: oh,
2: yeah. uh, and then i had these scenes with with michael storm where i would cry and grab him, and then burst out laughing and i i remember thinking that those were a lot of fun and and a lot of the scenes when i was dating Bo, that was really fun though miniature golf and then i don't know there's been so many of them my god it's 18 years
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, i want to make sure that we get uh we're almost out of time for today's show so i want to thank you dawn for calling in
6: thank you and bina says hi hillary in case she doesn't get on today <laughs> okay <laughs> give her my love all right bye
2: oh,
0: hey. Hillary, we only have about two minutes left. The hour has disappeared, but I want a quick talk about Fumbling Through the Pieces, which is a new web series that you're starring in. Can you tell folks just a a little bit about it and how they can go on and check it out?
2: Oh, yes. Um, Fumbling Through the Pieces has actually been, um, it's got its own website now, and it's Fumbling Through, T-H-R-U, The Pieces, and it's... um It's a wonderful sort of tale of a young girl who leaves her husband and finally ventures out and ends up at her sister's house, and I play the sister, Ellie, who has um, found her way into the world of being a psychic um, after having a complete meltdown in the corporate world and losing her husband and job and whatnot. And she marries this um, sort of blue-collar mechanic and she has filled her life with complete and utter wackos. And it's sort of she's this normal girl looking for calm in her life. Steps into this house that is just uh, a whirlwind of craziness. And um, it's fun. It. It had a very. It 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 sort of started out with just sort of introducing the relationship of of Jesse and Ellie, and now you're starting to meet all the characters, mm. and it starts picking up speed, and you start realizing, oh my God, these people are all nuts.
0: Um, it sounds like it, uh, this show, sort of, and I yeah, can't believe. Yeah, kind
2: of like that. It's just it's sort of uh, what happens in life when when everyone is when everything normal has fallen apart, and and every dysfunction is is bared. It's sort of how you pick up the pieces and, uh, and run with them. And well, I want to thank you. you. them and sometimes you fumble
0: them. I want to thank you for dropping by. Uh, I, we have to close the show, unfortunately. If everybody out there, if you've missed any part of today's show or just want to hear it again, head on over to soapcentral.com radio. You'll have all sorts of listening options for this episode and the previous 64 episodes, I think it is. Tune in next week when author Alina Adams drops by. Uh, And, of course, check in every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live.